Helen Keller, famous blind lady, entrepreneur, helped write the Braille program. Someone said to her, what, just before you sit, what is the worst thing than being blind? And she said, seeing, but have no vision. Seeing, but have no vision for your life, for your business, for your, your church. Walt Disney World was finished. Walt Disney, the creative genius behind that, he'd already died. CEO was standing there. The place was open. Someone said to the CEO, what a shame Walt didn't see this day. And the CEO said, he did see this day. That's why it's here. Vision. Vision. It was in Walt's mind. It was in his heart. He saw Disney World finished, completed, designed, operational. Without vision, guys, we're just getting up every morning, just going through the routines of life. People are dying inside without vision. God has an extraordinary life for you, my friend. But it's going to take commitment. You're either in or you're out. Some people come to church year in, year out, but they never commit to the vision of when Jesus said, and I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. They don't commit to that. They just come to church. And that's not, a, it's not entirely the full deal of church. Guys, tonight we're going to hear the vision. We're going to hear the vision of what C3 Church Tugger is doing and how it's joined with the movement of C3, Oxford Falls and the international movement, 330 churches worldwide, Africa and all around the world, America and London. And we're going to explain that. We're going to explain how we tie it into that, but we're going to explain our own local vision. But I'm going to ask God for a miracle in prayer before I start. <laughs> because I'm telling you, man, it's a bit like this. I went on a fast six days ago, seven days really. And man, did I have a hard time um, stopping my body from eating. First day, I was, I mean, I've never, I've been fast before, I've gotten through it okay. I go on a water fast, I get through three days and then go on juice and I go on a long-term fast. This first day was a massive hurdle. Man, my system was short, shorting out on me and my brain was, and so I think it's a little bit, and after I got over that, it was all good. I sort of steadied myself and got stable and I'm fasting this day. You've got to understand that. I'm on juice. Fasting for 21 days. I'm seven days into it. With the whole movement. That's fasting and praying. Alright, so I'm called... I, I can do this. So it's alright if you want to fast social networking, fast anything. Fast chocolate, fast pizzas, fast whatever, TV. Whatever your fast is. But fasting is devoting yourself to the Lord. Um, I've got to ask the Lord right now for a miracle to open the eyes of every single person in this house. Just lift up your hands. Father, in this house right now, I pray that people's eyes of their heart would be open. See, there's normal eyes, natural eyes that see life. But there's actually God doing all this stuff around us and we can't see it. And that's why we don't help him in, the, in, in our days that we have. That, that's why we don't aspire to God in a, in a dramatic way through the church. We can't actually see what God is doing through the life of the local church. The world's dumbed us down. 
It's, it's blinded us like Samson, blinded. But right now in Jesus' name, lift your hands right now if you can. Father, I'm asking for a miracle tonight that you would open the eyes of people's hearts that they would see you, Jesus, as the Savior of the world. That they would see you, Jesus, as reaping a mighty harvest worldwide. 180,000 people are giving their life to Jesus every day across the world. Lord, I want to see that. Help me see where I fit. Help me see how I can help. Help me see it, Lord God. Right now, I'm asking for a miracle to lift every veil of every eye, mind, and heart that you would see your inclusion in God's kingdom and in the local church, C3, or whatever church you go to, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me tell you another little story. There was this fellow called Mr. Littlebit. He lived at Little Bit Mountain, on Little Bit Street, in a Little Bit House. He had a Little Bit wife, Little Bit kids, a Little Bit dog and cat. Guy walked up to Mr. Little Bit and said, How do you do it, Mr. Little Bit? And he said, Every Little Bit helps. Pennies are dropping. I'm waiting. <laughs> Guys, we're in a most wonderful place as a church. We're growing, man quite exponentially by young people especially and young adults now this is not the norm for a church this this church is not the norm we are growing the SG youth group and the young adults the Yars group is growing and we need help we're, we're believing God is sending us help people that would avail themselves in their time their talent their treasure because God is building his church Jesus and this is my heart as a pastor, that everyone in this church that is associated with this church would come before the Lord at their day, on their day, many years from now, I pray, and you would be able to stand before the Lord Jesus and say, Lord, what a thrill that was. What an adventure that was, being involved in building your church. Thank you for the privilege. Thank you for the opportunity. Wow, it was a thrill a minute. I loved it. Awesome. Good and faithful servant, enter into thy rest. Because this world, I mean, it's fun, it's great, it's awesome, we're going to do good stuff. But, you know, eternity is a bit longer than planet Earth of 70, 80, 90 years. My dad's 86, he's doing well, but eternity is far longer than 86 years of age. Father, I just pray again, faith, faith in this house. Can I show the, uh, uh, the international C3 um, vision of the C3 movement. Can I have that? So you understand this. This is the C3 church movement's video of 2020 vision. That's worldwide um, vision. And we're a part of that. We're In doing our part. God gives us a vision. This vision is to build the church worldwide. Building the church is God's top priority in this generation. You and I are called to bring people to Christ, to make disciples, and release those people into ministry within our churches, and beyond. And by doing this, we will fulfill the heavenly vision. Vision from God always boosts faith on the inside of your soul. As soon as we hear the magnitude of what God is calling us to do, we find faith rising on the inside that this is possible. Just like Joshua knew he could take the land of Canaan, so we know that we can build a church around the world.
every vision is just a fantasy without a plan. God has given us a strategy, and as we follow that pathway, we will find ourselves expanding right around the world. We will raise up thousands of leaders, connect group leaders, worship leaders, assistant leaders, leaders of churches, people who will work to build the house of God and fulfill this dream God has put in our hearts. Faith without action is dead. Just believing that this vision is going to happen won't make it happen. This vision calls for action. It calls for people to step out. It calls for sacrifice. It calls for stretching. It calls for raising ourselves up to a level we've never been before. This action has taken us from 71 churches in the year 2000 to over 300 today. It's taken us from five nations to 35 nations. And today we have influence in 200 cities around the world. This momentum turns a small snowball into a massive avalanche. It's the power of compounding effort. You and I are involved in a gathering momentum of the great power of God. Because of this momentum, we are seeing 600 people around the globe come to Christ every week in C3 churches. Because of this momentum, we're seeing nearly 30,000 come to Christ every year. Because of this momentum, each week 75,000 people are gathering to worship God. God of heaven is with us. It's His mighty plan to build His church on the earth. Together, you and I are going to see this amazing thing come to pass. You are part of a history-making group of people that are changing planet Earth as we fulfill the 2020 vision. That's the 2020 vision. Wow. And we're connected to that. Listen, folks, I hate to tell you this, but politics is letting us down big time. The economy is letting us down. A lot of things are beginning to let us down. For those who are new to the church and new to the, the things of God, the world is in a corrupted state. It, it needs dramatic help, and that help comes by divine help through God, through its people. So I want to explain a little bit about our vision, and I want to just do a little bit of our statement of who we are and because um, I did the long version tonight uh, this morning and I'll, and I'll do the short version um, tonight uh, on podcasts Julie and Phil are on Facebook for podcasts you can get any the stuff that we say and do and you can keep track of us young people we have no drama of you keeping track of your pastors and uh, we're cool with that because it's all good stuff that we're uploading onto Facebook it's just basically doing running commentary every day of what God's doing in our life. If you want to keep track of that, Facebook is a good place to do it. I'm on Twitter too. Realizing tonight we've got some new people, uh, don't even know much about God, not, haven't been in the church much before, but let me just explain a couple of things. That these sort of churches are springing up all over the world. And uh, they're, they're life-giving churches. They're not putting you in a box. They're actually optimizing your life bright, colorful, influential. We're trying to realize your best life. The destiny of your life is a good life. You weren't born by accident. You're, you're sent on purpose from heaven. That's, that's major theology there. 
that you are sent as a gift. I don't care if you're whatever and uh, how you came to this planet, but I'm telling you this, God sent you on purpose and you're here on purpose and God tremendously, wonderfully, powerfully loves you. Can you give an amen to the Lord on that number? Listen, Vision Sunday is an awesome time. I will try and slow it down. Was I going too fast this morning? I was. Okay. Our vision basically, guys, is this. Connect people to Christ Jesus. Build and grow the church. Listen, folks. If you are helping build and grow the church, this is the most noble task. I read a politician in the Sunday paper today, and he's conceding that he's going to join Kevin Rudd. He's coming away from Gillard. And he's saying, I have given my life to this cause of the Labor Party. Well, I've given my life to the kingdom of God and the local church. Amen. That's where I've given my life, just to, just to help people. Build and grow the church. Most noble thing you can do with your life. Release gospel power and word and spirit. You'll see that in every service that you come to. Pray the kingdom come. And I've just got just to go through these few here. I'm sure everyone believes for C3 Church Tugra to be a blessing on a far bigger scale through facilities functional and practical to inspire and deliver Jesus 21st century style to a lost and dying world, but also to equip and mobilize the saints. Who believes in that? And of course, I've got to say, our teams and our leaders, our workers and the pastors are serving God's house in a most dramatic and extraordinary way. Haggai 1.8 says, go up to the mountain and bring down timber and build the house. Haggai actually talks about two houses. Your house, the paneled house, he says, but he says, my house is laying in ruins. What are you doing about that? Your house looks great, but what about my house? So there's two houses in the book of Haggai from the prophet, and he actually is drawing the line there, and he's saying, people, come on, help build the house, finish it off, and, uh, and that's, God's going to be pleased with that. C3 Tugger has always loved to build God's house. We know that with everything we can give to it, time, talent, treasure. Everyone is quite committed in that way. This pleases God the Father and allows Jesus to build his church. And of course... I said this, I would like to encourage everyone to keep doing what you do best for God's kingdom and see this great vision realized for his cause. It is so precious. A person without goals is like a ship without a rudder. It may be sailing, but the destination is unknown. Another man said this, great leaders rally people to a better future. A great leader does not control people, but rallies them. He rallies them to realize and bring about a future or a vision of a preferred future. It could be true. People never grow or go beyond their vision. Tell me your vision and I will tell you your future. Dale Colloway says. Charles Swindle, great Bible teacher, says, Our great need, vision is essential for survival. It is spawned by faith, sustained by hope sparked by imagination and strengthened by enthusiasm. It is greater than sight, deeper than a dream, broader than an idea. Vision encompasses vast vistas outside the realm of the predictable, the safe, the expected. No wonder we perish without it. <laughs> Praise God. No significant life can be lived for God, nor can any significant work work be done by God unless it is grounded firmly on the reality of spiritual vision. God-given vision is what lifts Christians from the level of ordinary and enables them to achieve great things for God. Vision, vision from God changed the direction of most of the Bible's major characters. Moses, Abraham, David, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Paul, all those people had an encounter with God 
and they were set ablaze to make a difference, not only in their world, but in, in, in the nation of Israel and, and the people of God. Psalm 33 verse 11, but the plans of the Lord stand firm forever. God has plans for our nation. God has plans for the world. God has plans for you. But the plans of the Lord stand firm forever. The purposes of his heart through all generations. This is a generational church. Can we say amen to that? You were created to be successful, to fulfill your destiny, to bring glory to God through his purposes. But even in your triumphs, tragedies in your life. What's the Bible say about vision? Habakkuk 2.2 says, Then the Lord replied, Write down the revelation, the vision, and make it plain on tablets, so that a herald may run with it, so a, a church can run with it. Proverbs 29 verse 18, Where there is no revelation, where there is no vision, the people cast off restraint. They just do anything. I'll tell you this much. I'll just read the whole scripture because you've you, you got to know this. Where there is no revelation and vision, the people cast off restraint, but blessed is he who keeps the law. When you don't get revelation and vision in belonging to the church, you just amble into church and you just amble out. You spend your money on whatever and you use your time on whatever. You know what I mean? It's not, nothing's, nothing's really important in the terms of God or God's church or God's kingdom. You, 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 you know, you just, you'll find that. So young people, understand this. This is the most important most wonderful, powerful thing you can do with your life is help build the church. When, once you got that vision, once you got that top shelf understanding that my God, He's chosen me to include me in the team called Jesus to bless the nations, the islands, the villages, third world nations. He's, he's called me to do that. Once you get a handle of that, man, it'll stop you going from the nightclubs and doing drugs and drinking yourself stupid and you know, having pity parties and whatever, you will just get your life online and you'll say, sorry, man, I know you want me to, to um, come somewhere, but I've got to go to church. I've got to go to SG. I've got to, I've got to save some of that money and give it to the Lord. I've got to give my time, my talent, treasure, you know. Otherwise, you just buy, you know, you're just buying anything and doing anything and time is of no consequence. Does that help someone? Bible says without vision, you perish. You dwell carelessly. You go wild, another version says. You go wild. Not great stuff. Anyway, Matthew 16, 18 says, and the prophetic statement of Jesus when he said, I tell you this, this is great vision. This vision still stands today. And I tell you this, this is Matthew 16, 18. This is what we're doing in this church. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. Of course, there is a strong correlation between vision and faith. You can't have vision without faith. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Are you certain that this? We're absolutely certain. God is coming back and God right now is reaping a harvest of bringing lost people in from darkness and He is building His church. We're absolutely certain of that. That's a no-brainer. Do we need vision? Vision gives its direction, focus, stability. It's energizing, motivating force in our lives. The vision helps you to follow God's plan, much like the guide rails, without an overriding sense of purpose and mission in life, what is worth living for? People are literally dying inside because they have not vision in their lives. Deep within all of us is the desire to make our lives and what we do with them count. Do you really want to make your life count? Or you just say, ah, oh, whatever. You know, it's wonderful when you can influence someone for good. There is nothing like an all-consuming vision that will give you the purpose and meaning for your life. Without a vision, life 
is with a vision, life is exciting. Every day becomes a new adventure. It's vision that will add enthusiasm and excitement to your life. Four effects of God-given vision. It's quickening. You feel a sense of being called. It brings life, new direction and purpose. You can see that in the lives of Saul, Zion, Jacob, Moses, Abraham. Second thing, it's motivating. I will and I can. I will and I can should be your mantra. I will and I can do this. I can. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do everything through him who gives me strength. Philippians 4.19, and my God will meet all your needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. He's going to meet your needs. He's met our needs all these years. Three, it's constraining. I must only. You've got direction and purpose. You're not down here one minute. You're not over there the next. You're not, you know, you're not wavering. And, you know, you, you do, you, you've got purpose and direction. You've got vision. It's constraining. It'll shape your life. Vision. It is, fourth thing, lastly, it is sanctifying. I will not. People who get vision from God get their act together. They begin to discipline their life, just like an athlete. He's not going out raging and he's not eating stupid. And He's training, man. He's training for that race, man. He's, he's working out. He's not going out every, at every whim and every phone call. He's, man, he's in training, man. And vision is very much like that. It is sanctifying. People, will, people who get a vision from God get their act together. They begin to discipline their life in order to serve the God who has revealed so much of himself to them, they no longer just live for themselves, but now, but now want to set their lives apart for God and his services. Do you believe that? It's awesome.